What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. this morning good morning tough to lot. i do apologize i had to change the time on you this afternoon i'm betting you're probably not going to make it today yeah um i've got some other stuff i'll be doing so i'll i'll, I'll have to miss unfortunately make sure you're wearing your mask and you're socially distanced <laughs> sorry i couldn't yeah i could not leave it yeah not 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 in this state we don't do that <laughs> How dare you? I told you, Bruce, 9 billion people have already died in Texas because they lifted the mask mandate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who said that, by the way? The Babylon Bee. <laughs> Babylon Bee. Yeah. I was like... I thought it was a joke headline, but you know what? There's so much that comes out of the Babylon Bee, you could almost uh, attribute it to, to fact these days. No, I legit thought maybe it was like Biden or something that said that because it's it's a gaffe he would have done. So I was legit thinking maybe well, that no, was that's, Biden. Well, no, that's because that's Neanderthal thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. At yeah. least Neanderthals knew the difference between genders. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of that, you've heard of QAnon. Yeah, you've heard of this, right? Yep. That's the yep. that's the whole bits and know, pieces. The, yeah, yeah. The, the QAnon thing. I'm still waiting on that plan to put Trump back in office. I'm, I'm still still waiting on that. QAnon uh, also did the the uh, Pizzagate. I don't know if you remember. Is that, that where one. it started? I remember the Pizzagate uh, w- thing. Yeah. They, I, I don't know that it started there, but they, they globbed onto it. Um, and that was kind of the beginnings of it. Uh, that was yeah, the whole Pizzagate thing where the- Hillary Clinton and John Podesta had these kids chained up in a, a basement of a pizza place somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like a pizza hut or something like that. And they were in the basement. Yeah. And they actually had someone armed go in and was like, all right, where are, they, where are the kids at in the basement? And they're like, we don't even have a basement here. I was going to say there wasn't even a basement. There. And yeah. And the guy's like, Oh, I'm I'm sorry, and like he turned himself in. Okay, well, so at least new... he wasn't a crazy, crazy. Yeah, okay. I mean, he Fair was enough. crazy, but he was within yeah. reason. Fair enough. He he thought he was doing it for justifiable reasons. All right, I I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, there is a new group, a new term, rather. There's a new term that has been added to the Urban Dictionary. You're familiar with the Urban Dictionary? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Blue Anon. And it's a this is a real thing. I thought it was whatever. But this is something that's been invented to describe the Democrats nutty conspiracy theory. See, conspiracy theories are not just ah. one sided here. So they've decided to call these people blue anon. Right now, these are the ones that um, have said that the ones that are, you know, kind of just a little bit out there, kind of like the QAnon thing, but the opposite, you know, the opposite of it, which to be fair, the QAnon thing, some of it has been credible at, at least at least it has done one thing if nothing else i have to give it this the q thing i don't follow it i i never really have because that whole idea of uh trust the plan and do this and and don't worry about it that was just to get good-minded people to wake up and stand down that's all that was meant to do look up operation trust if you don't believe me that that hasn't been done before that's what happened during the time of the soviet union or what would later become the soviet union operation trust all right that's that's where the trust the plan thing came from so trust the plan don't do anything. Don't worry about it. Sit at home on the couch, right? We'll feed you some chicken feed of all these things. At least it got people to pay attention that otherwise wouldn't have. So if it did nothing else, at least it got people into paying attention to something. And maybe it turned them in the right direction. I don't know. I don't know. But at least some of that stuff was halfway believable. 
some of it, I could I could say, more than this other stuff. This blue anon stuff. This is things like the um okay, let's start with um let's start with the first one. This includes the Russia hoax, okay? Right? So that's included in the uh, the blue anon stuff. The Jesse Smollett hoax, okay? That's included in there. The Ukraine hoax. The Ukraine hoax wasn't a hoax. That was a real deal. So the Russia right. thing was was ginned up. The Jesse Smollett thing was ginned up, but nonetheless, the Jesse Smollett thing, that was a real event that happened, albeit it was fraud. It was a real event that happened. Same thing with the, with the Ukraine thing. That was a real conspiracy, not a conspiracy theory. But they're saying, oh, well, uh, the, the Blue Anon people are saying, well, that doesn't exist. The Ukraine thing, that doesn't exist. Oh, yes, it does. That's not some QAnon conspiracy theory either. That's a real thing. We went over, we played the calls here of Biden with the Ukrainian prime minister. We played the calls that they released. Same thing with him sitting on the stage. I think it was what? The Council on Foreign Relations? I got a billion dollars. I'm going to be gone in six hours. I want him fired. Well, son of a bitch. He got fired. And they put in a guy that was solid, right? Isn't that what he said? Uh Uh-huh. At the time. That wasn't at the time. That wasn't a conspiracy theory. That was something that actually happened. So by that, the Ukraine thing, you can actually turn people onto something that's real and get them to do research onto it. That's my point. The QAnon, Blue and on. Same thing, different side. The Covington Kids hoax, was that the school shooting thing? I I don't I don't know. No. Covington Kids was the um that was the kid that smiled at the Native American that was drumming in oh, his face. Oh the drum yeah, um, okay. Yeah, the, the kid with the Native American one. drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Sandman mm-hmm. or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually won that lawsuit. That wasn't a hoax either. It that did. was a real deal. No. Yeah, the hoax on that one was saying that he was antagonizing and they were insulting right. Native Americans. Right. And Which, when you go back and watch the video, it was, uh, what was it? The Black Israel or something? I don't know. Something Black like Israelites. That. Whatever that. Black Israelites. Yeah, it was that group that were insulting them. And then the kids came in later and the Native Americans then were well, assaulting, basically. The, more the or less. More or less. <laughs> I mean, I got to give it to that kid who who stayed calm because I have to admit, I know people that wouldn't have stayed calm during that. Uh, the Brett Kavanaugh, yeah, the Brett Kavanaugh hoax. Okay. Again, right. Again, this is the blue and on thing. Brett Kavanaugh hoax. That was a real thing. What they did to that poor guy. Now, I don't agree with his stances on the Supreme Court that he's taken in recent weeks, but you don't do that to this man and his family. Look what they yeah, did to that was, poor guy. Yeah. They lied about uh, some sexual uh, assault allegation back when he was in college. At an event that he didn't even attend, the chick wasn't even there at the party either. So it was a. Uh, they even went back into the dude's like diary or and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, come on. Which now, actually, watching all these, I'm. Uh, if I ever go to college, like on campus, which yeah, right, that's ever going to happen again, right? Because of COVID. But if I ever do that, I'm freaking having a GoPro strapped to me at all times with audio and taking a. a, a <laughs> And you better live record. you better live stream it stored on a yeah. on, on a vod somewhere on a secure uh-huh. server is what you need to do it, exactly so the definition of blue anon is a loosely organized network of democrat politicians and media personalities who spread left-wing conspiracy theories. It goes on to say that Blue Anon adherents fervently believe that right-wing extremists are going to storm the Capitol any day now and remove lawmakers from office, hence the need for the deployment of thousands of National Guards stationed at the U.S. Capitol. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what a Blue Anon person is. That's what the Blue Anon yeah. movement is. I would also throw in uh, that we're all going to die in nine years from climate change. Is it nine years now? Oh, yes. John Kerry's nine years. Yep. We have yep. nine, years, nine years and the time, like we're out of time. 
We're, we're out of time. Yeah, we're, we're out of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all going to die in 2030. Which, now that I think about it, because at first I was giving the credit, huh, the scientists that originally said that said within whatever the time frame was when they first it was 12 said it, years. I think it was 12 But they years. didn't actually say that. They, di- they didn't no, say what that. They said, no, what they said was, if we don't take action within 12 years, then there's going to be effects that are irre- that not reversible. And now that I think about it, I'm kind of like, wait, were you part of this Great Reset Agenda as well, the 2030 project as well? Because why did it happen to be 12 years, putting it at 2030? And why are you trying to create this hysteria about, well, we have to do something or it's irreversible? No, actually, when you get into nature and the, the things of nature, if you can make a changes that would affect it uh, 100 years in the future, then that means you can make changes after that time and it still reached the same effect. Like, anyway. Well, even so, they didn't say the world is going to end. They didn't say that. Right, right. But- these politicians got a hold of it and said, oh, my God, the world's going to end. We can run with this. And look what they've done. No, they, they, they were able to uh, make some money, right? Invested in some things like wind and solar. And, you know, you've had states and locales, you know, government subsidies, you know, all kinds of stuff in that. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got some good news for you, Bruce. You won't have to be around to experience the effects of, uh, of climate change, you won't have to be, you won't have to be a part of that. Uh, and the reason is, is because, well, you can just leave the planet now. Oh, I thought you meant because it was going to be in like 200 years. Is no, no, no. See the effects no, of it. no. Okay. See, it, well, by the time it gets here in nine years, you'll have already been gone and you'll be, you'll have beat it out of here by three years. So okay. before, mm-hmm. before the end of the world event in 2030, uh, you'll be able to leave in 2027. They're opening a, uh, a space hotel in 2027. That's when it's going to be available. Hmm. So uh, interesting. they're calling it uh, the Voyager Station. They hope to partner with SpaceX in its aim to send passengers to the first ever space hotel. Interesting idea. But at the same time, I'm, I'm concerned that you wouldn't just have a government body come in and say, uh, yeah, we had these elite that we don't want the little people to be able to attack. We're going to put them on the station and let them live their lives and plan yeah. these things out. You- yeah. I almost like I get this Elysium feel. Yeah. That, that's that's kind of what I'm taking yeah. away from this. Yeah. That, that's kind of that's a possibility in the near future. If, yeah. if these colonies and stuff work on other planets and, you know, can sustain them in space. Yeah. We, we could end up some, with something like that. Uh-huh. Right now, it wouldn't be the elites going into space like the space station because we don't really have the tech to fully protect them. Right. Because. For example, if you had a um, uh, small well, piece of debris, probably about a... What, why do we need tech to protect them? Well, I'm not saying the elite. I'm saying the astronauts. Anybody oh, that's in space. Okay. Not, okay. Um, but using this as an example for putting the elite in space, if you were to have a small pebble uh, traveling at 28,000 miles per hour, smash into, um, I don't know, just the side of your whatever your space station or whatever, it could punch a hole through the entire thing and and cause a breach and explode. Well, that would suck if you're trying to sleep. That that would suck. Um, so, you know, I mean, just little things like that. We don't we don't have defenses. We do actually have patented plans to do that now. Some of the government patents that they did here recently mm-hmm. this year. This was they, the electromagnetic um, shield or whatever it was. Yeah, it's supposed to be able to stop things like that. And then the shield would also protect against solar radiation. I wonder if the shield would also allow humans to reproduce. Don't know. You can't reproduce in space or on Mars. There's no magnetic field. Interesting. Yeah. uh, Your cells... Okay, so once the egg is fertilized and the cell starts dividing, 
replicating. It can't replicate without the magnetic field. Okay. That's that's an interesting question. So uh, Mars might be gonna, able to reproduce. Yeah, I, I know what I was going to say now. I, I know what but, I was going to say now. Hmm. It, it's kind of like um, you were talking about the uh, the little pebble going through the um, the material, uh, you know, the, the skin of the mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is at like twenty eight thousand miles an hour, <laughs> which is like aluminum foil, by the way. Yeah, I mean it's pretty yeah. thin. And it's it's funny. I was I was listening to Elon Musk talk about these Starlink satellites. I mean, we look at these things as being like stationary. He says you have to remember these things are traveling at three times the speed of sound at any given moment. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That, that's amazing. This tiny little thing, the size of a shoebox, almost yeah. well, a little bit bigger than that, it, you know, with the panel and everything extended on it, is mm-hmm. is traveling at three times the speed of sound. It's incredible. Yeah, but in low Earth orbit. Yeah, but the the thing the thing that I'm I'm curious about Mars doesn't have a magnetic field. It doesn't have an atmosphere. So, yeah, I mean, we know, so it has gravity, but it doesn't have like our our electromagnetic field is actually formed by our core, right? Our liquid core, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. theorized to be iron nic- iron and nickel, right? That's It's theorized yes, to be uh, that. Yeah, iron and nickel, yeah. So that's what gives us our magnetic field that protects us from solar radiation. If we didn't have our magnetic field, we'd all be dead. That's, right. That's all there is to it. Like solar radiation. Yeah. yeah. But Mars doesn't have that. That That's a good point. How has, are, And we've talked about pockets. that. It has pockets. There's, there, yeah, so some of the material on Mars is uh, magnetized. And so you would have some pockets of um, a magnetic field, but I don't know if it's big enough or strong enough to uh, protect against solar radiation. Do we know what but, the core of Mars is? I mean, it's uh, only theory. I think it's only theory. I think it's only theory at this point because we don't have the well, hell, devices theory, there to scan It's it. theory for ours. We're theorizing about ours. Sort of. Sort of. So many of the ways that we use is like seismic readings and that kind of thing. And we're able to to kind of tell tell the materials based on the speed that it's traveling through. So we have a we have an idea, pretty pretty solid idea, but it's kind of a list of things it could be. That's interesting. So how are you supposed to build a colony on Mars without cell replication? How are you supposed to do that? Musk is talking about the the first people that go there, the first settlers that go there. Obviously, they're not coming back, right? Everybody knows that. Everybody's understanding of that point already. And he's talked about first and second generation Martians, meaning you're going to be able to establish colony and, and reproduce. But if you're saying that's not possible, then how do they overcome this? Is it what well, we're talking about the, here? The, like the force field. It's possible. With the magnetic field, that. it's possible okay. to create an artificial one that would mimic the Earth's and I would so assume you th- that would you're be theorizing that's enough. what yeah. you're theorizing that's what the patent is for is for that or something similar um, to it. So the government patenting it possibly Musk might use something similar. I'm I'm sure they're researching into this. That might actually be where the patent came from, and they just some dude. I don't know if it they took the tech that they were working on and patented themselves so they get the money on it, or I, I don't know what, mm-hmm. what the deal is there. But I imagine that's going to be something that they have to figure out or have already figured out or working on figuring out. Um, Because, yeah, if you plan to have multiple generations, you're going to have to have something. Yeah, that would be a really awful thing if you just say, okay, you're going to Mars, and uh, oh, by the way, you're not going to have any kids, and you're going to die there, so we'll just send some replacements, you know? (laughs) That'd be terrible. This is is what's kind of confusing about it, is supposedly the core of Mars is similar material. It's ferrous materials, just as the Earth's. So does it not have the right ferrous materials to generate the magnetic field? Is there not, there's something missing that the Earth has that it's creating a magnetic field that Mars doesn't have, so. Well, 
Getting back to the space hotel, you're probably wondering how many places uh, this is going to have for you to stay, right? As a, as a guest, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. They say that it's going to Voyager Station, as it's being called, would accommodate 280 guests and a crew of 112 members. So you could just work there, Bruce. You could just work there. That's uh, that's a pretty big station if they're going to have that many people. Uh-huh. The the infrastructure you need to produce the oxygen, the food, you know, everything you mm-hmm. need there, it's going to be a pretty big station. The Orbital Assembly Corporation, a new construction company run by former pilot John Blinkow, says that uh, we're trying to make the public realize that this golden age of space travel is just around the corner. It's coming and it's coming fast. Golden okay. age. What's that? This looks like legitimately looks like something from Star Trek. Yeah. Like one of the first space stations they did in Star Trek. That's kind of what it, this looks like. It not, looks like not the, Starbase it looks one, like the, but it's... Yeah, it looks like the Elysium ring, doesn't it? It does kind of look like the Elysium ring, yeah. Some of the concept art looks, uh, looks really good. Uh, apparently, the physics involved in sleeping within a space hotel is similar to spinning water in a bucket. It's going to rotate, you know, around, so it's going to create the, the gravity. Uh, much the same way one can spin a bucket in a circle, keeping the water inside of it. You know how you kind of, you fill the bucket with water and you circle it up around your head. Yeah, it doesn't come out. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. everybody can do that. Everybody's done that before. Uh, the space hotel would simulate gravity in a similar manner. This makes comfortable rooms and stylish bar experiences possible. Unless, of course, you have COVID, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. You won't be able to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for many visitors who venture so far, feeling the weightlessness of space is a big part of the appeal. As such, the team plans to plate traditional space food, such as freeze-dried ice cream in the hotel's restaurant, which you can already get that on Earth anyway. Why would you go all the way up there to get it? If you really want freeze-dried ice cream, just order some astronaut ice cream. You can get it on uh, on Amazon, right? I mean, it's it's freeze-dried yeah. ice cream. Well, and it's, you get a freeze-dryer, you can make your own. You get a freeze-dryer, you can do it yourself. You know what? I actually looked at a freeze-dryer. At one point in time, I think it was a couple of years ago, I looked at one. I thought, hey, that'd be great because now you can buy these freeze dryers for your house. And I think it was Ron Paul was selling them on his podcast. And I said, "Okay, I'll take a look. He says, if you use his promo code, you get six hundred dollars off. And I said, yeah, six hundred dollars off. I said, well, are you giving them away? Because Mm -hmm. I thought, all right, six hundred dollars off. I God, I wonder how expensive the thing is. I went on there. The thing was like three thousand dollars or something like that. Yep. Ridiculous. That's yeah. They're two thousand dollars. There are some models that are cheaper, it looks like, but they're tiny in comparison. But to be fair, think about that. Right. Think about it. That's a really good investment. That's a really good investment. If you can freeze dry your own, like if you grow your own vegetables, if you grow your own food and you can freeze dry it and it'll keep for up to 25 years in the correct containers. I mean, think about that. Think about the money. Right. You're going to spend twelve hundred to to three thousand dollars anyway on storable food for a year for yourself that's up to 25 years that'll last up to 25 years so if you could do it yourself for the same amount of money but grow your own food and put your own food in there i think that's a wise investment just one man's opinion there are plans for recreational activities such as basketball games where participants can soar higher due to the weightlessness of the environment i I would assume if you're closer to the center of the ring you would experience less gravity i think that's how that works yeah but for now, the space hotel isn't commenting on its room rate, uh, but comparing it to other proposed public space missions, I'm sure it's going to be a little expensive. <laughs> that would be my guess. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's probably like in the $100,000 a night range. Well, I, <laughs> I'm betting it's probably going to be a little more than that. Virgin Galactic, right? If you just look at them, right? The Richard Branson outfit, they're looking to put ordinary passengers into space at $250,000 a person per trip. So... 
if it costs you a quarter million to get there, what's a hundred thousand for the room, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they may have different rates for, you know, getting you there, your Uber or your Lyft getting there, and then uh, your your rate while you're there. That's that's an interesting. I like this idea. As dangerous as it is, and as, you know, oh, you only live I once, still like Bruce, the idea. On. You only live once. It, I like it because it's pushing the envelope and it's propelling humans forward. Like, it's it's causing innovation. And I like that. You know what, though? I wouldn't want to be sitting at the same dinner table in the hotel lobby as Klaus Schwab. I'm, I'm torn on that one. You're torn on that if one? He's, <laughs> if he's such an ideologue, and he, I, I'm, I'm curious if he really believes all the stuff that he claims. No, I don't think he does. I really don't think he does. He, he just sees an opportunity to grab power. I think he's an opportunist. That's just my opinion. The team at Voyager Station, however, has already assured the public that they plan to eventually make the stay at the hotel something similar to buying a cruise ticket. I think that's a great idea. You, you could... Uh... Not only have that, but just the observatory factor of it. Being outside the atmosphere and looking at the stars, it looks completely... All the astronauts that have been to the moon or been to ISS talking about what it looks like to look into the void of space without the atmosphere blocking your view. It is absolutely amazing what what you see. That, I think, would be... That alone would be worth it in my book. But then to, to experience microgravity and the uh, launch, you know, traveling it, 28,000 miles an hour. I mean, sounds fun to me, man. Let's finish up here on autonomous cars. You know, we talked about cars last week a little bit. I'm split on them. I don't want autonomous cars, but I want someone to give you a choice. That's what I want. So Elon Musk, right? He launched a full self-driving car or the full self-driving feature a few months ago, but it's not full self-driving though, is it? It's not really fully self-driving yet. It has autopilot and you can get it to do certain things. That's a little bit more than a driver assist. It is, but for legality reasons, it's not. Right. So technically it is, but legally they can't say it is. Right. And I've, I've heard some, and we've gone over some horror stories here of a dude that was driving 90 miles an hour down a highway in California and he was literally asleep. Yeah. 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 Or I've seen stories of the, the Tesla car just like having some kind of a malfunction and drives off by itself, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, uh, I, I've there, seen there's glitches and hiccups. But if I remember right, uh, if you take out the part that he was speeding, if you take that part out, um, the reason the accident actually happened was human error. So, well, yeah, you shouldn't have fallen asleep at the wheel. Well, well, no, I mean, if you take that part of it out, it was human error on the, the other person's fault. OK, fair enough. The- so uh They've decided to change the name of it, right? The full self-driving. They've decided, Musk decided to change the name of it. Uh, he said that he uh, he will be adding the download beta button to the service section of the car in approximately 10 days. So they'll be changing that. You know what? I like that he's giving people the choice. I like that. Yeah. It's, hey, I'm making this electric car. I don't like electric cars. I don't. I think they're a way in the wrong direction. We need to be looking at hydrogen when it comes to cars. I think electric's the wrong way. But you have to admit, he's built a great product. He's built a great product. I don't like electric cars, but he's built a damn good one. On top of that, he's giving you a choice. You can go out and buy another car. You can go buy one of these other electric cars, but mine's going to be better. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the uh, the self-driving. You can go self-driving, but you don't have to have it. I'm not forcing you to take it. Here's your option if you want it. I like that. I like that. Okay, fine. Let me choose. And that's that's what he's doing. That's what needs to happen here is he's giving his consumers for his product the choice. 
And you notice he, how successful he is as a result at Tesla because of that. He's giving people a choice. On top of that, he's built a great product. He also went on to say that uh, uh, he put it up on uh, Twitter. He says, due to high levels of demand for the full self-driving beta, adding a download beta button to the service section of the car display in 10 days. Uh, he added that he added the caveats to still be careful with the tech, but didn't clarify uh, again, he said that Tesla is still not compatible or still not capable of totally self-driving. Yeah, there's some uh, there's there's a few hitches, um, like for example, not having the entire network for self-driving. It, we've kind of talked about it before. The, the the network that they're they're hoping to have up is to have all the cars communicating with one another. Uh, edge computing. Yeah, they they call it edge computing, uh, to where the cars are communicating with one another. There's no centralized cloud-based system and uh, they they communicate with each other making a network that way and that helps things like uh, it'd be like air traffic control they would be communicating with one another and organizing your position in traffic basically to optimize travel all right we are out of time this morning where does the time go flies by so thank you for sitting down this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning